For the Athletic Podcast Network, this is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to KNBR radio host and Giants podcast host Mark Willard about the Giants 2021 campaign and what their plans may be for the 2022 offseason. This season may or may not set the table for how much money Farhan Zaidi and Scott Harris decide to spend next offseason. And with Frankie Lindor off the board, the Giants are looking to make a jump into some sort of contention, see some growth this year before they decide to make a big splash next offseason. We'll talk 2021 predictions as well as a little fun baseball chatter with Mark Willard, who joins me next. It's Friday, April 2nd. It's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast a good pal of mine, co-worker of mine. You can hear him on KMBR tonight, before, after Giants games. You also hear him on the Inside Giants Moments podcast, talking to Giants players all season long. It's Mark Willard. Mark, how are you, man? Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to be here, man. I'm good. Yourself? I'm doing well, dude. Uh, we, as we record this Thursday, April 1st, ahead of the Giants opening night. Of course, now you're listening to this on Friday, April 2nd. We're fired up, man. I, I don't know about you, but like... In general, I'd like to think I'm an optimist. I know you're a pretty optimistic guy, and I know that it's tough to be hard on the team that you grow up rooting for and and loving. And we're not East Coast guys. We're not, like, into the trenches with it like they are with the Yankees and the Mets and the Phillies. But how are you feeling about this team, man? You're around these guys. You talk to these guys all spring. What's your thought on the Giants as we uh, we get going here April 2? My man, I took a screenshot this morning. I haven't put it on my social media platforms yet, but I took a screenshot of the National League standings. And I was just like, it's so beautiful. It's so pretty, like everybody's <laughs> zero and zero. And so I'm not, I'm not going to sit here when everybody's zero and zero and start eliminating anybody from anything. That's just not the way sports works. But look, the Dodgers and Padres are awesome on paper. So let's just get that out front. And anybody who is expecting the Giants to finish anything above third, I think is kind of burying their head in the sand. That said, I do think this is a team that wins more games then it loses. I do think this is a team that for the third or fourth year in a row will progress to a better record than they had. And I do think this is a team that is better and more complete than they were last year. People look back on last year, I think, with a positive spin, like, oh, they, they surprised people and they forget. It was kind of segmented into, into three things. Early in the year, they were really bad. And then in the middle of the year, they were really, really good. And at the end, it was topsy-turvy, and they lost some things because of not having a defined closer, and that probably prevented them from going to the air quotes playoffs. Uh-huh. Uh, that kind of playoffs doesn't exist anymore. So that's a little dampening of the mood, I think, going in, because you will have to finish in front of the Dodgers or the Padres to have any chance at the postseason. But I think it's a team that will hit. So I think it's a team that will be in games when you get into the late innings. You know, a few years ago, if you're down by two going into the eighth, you're kind of like, well, that's a wrap. But I don't think it's that way anymore. So it's a team that's sort of ready for whatever the other team pitching-wise is going to throw at them. And so if nothing else, I think it's an exciting brand of baseball and a team that continues to be on the rise and that's kind of what I think they'll look like this year. I think that's a good call and I think like to have fun going into a baseball season where there's a lot of unexpected you sort of have to identify things that you're looking for or like benchmarks that you want to see throughout the season and I think a lot of Giants fans in general have looked at this year as maybe because of what we saw in the short as you mentioned sort of the segmented success they had at the end of last year that this could be a lot like 2009 not that next year means you're you're a world champion or that you've got a, a Cy Young award winner on this staff but i think for me outside of the storylines being 
We're getting 162. Fans are back in the ballpark. The next thing for me is who on this pitching staff can be here beyond this year? Who on the starting rotation can be a guy that you keep in the rotation outside of Logan Webb, who's under contract beyond this season? Johnny Cueto could be gone. Could see Kevin Gossman gone. Aaron Sanchez, Alex Wood, all these guys could be gone by the wayside after this year. So that's number one for me is identifying these guys. Number two is can Gabe Kapler manage the bullpen to a successful point where he's not costing them ball games yeah. by picking which guys come in, and that could be a process. We haven't seen that from him at this point. Is there anything you're looking at jumping into the season as far as a, a one, two, three, or a big-picture element you want to see maybe in the first third of the season, first couple months? It's an interesting thought, too, because I, I agree with you. Like One thing that this staff has shown, and the data, if you want, will show, they have really captured – the hitters on this team they've got their attention their numbers are all up they're all up right, so right. so they've shown that they can do that but can you manage the bullpen can you figure out when to pull a starter can you figure out how to defensively not be awful so those are all still question marks and then beyond that like the pitchers the staff is interesting because Sure, some guys may pitch well, some guys may not. Outside of Logan Webb and a couple bullpen pieces, everything recalibrates next year. But in the lineup, like what I want to see is some definition from a specific few players. Like I'll tell you one guy who's really kind of got my attention this year is Austin Slater. And I think that they're going to play him some in center field. I think they're going to play him maybe even against right-handers. He's going to have that shot, that Yaz shot to be an everyday player. And he's one of those guys in the field that could translate to, you know, under team control, could translate to being a part of this future group when Ramos and Bart and let's say Javi Baez are, <laughs> yeah, like are all on the yeah. all on the team next year. The other thing I'm looking at though, which is super fascinating to me, is the veterans who are in contractual years, what case do they make? to stay on the team. So what case does Buster Posey, Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford, and Johnny Cueto, those four guys, what case do they make to potentially be giants beyond this year? Uh, because uh, believe it or not, I mean, I really think behind closed doors, no one would say this publicly, but in Farhan's mind, I think he believes the likelihood is at least three, maybe four of those guys are not on the team next year, the way it's currently trending. But they get to go out and make that case. And because they are so connected, especially Buster and the Brandons, so connected to the fan base, there's something emotional there. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what case they make. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. It's funny because I look at those three guys and I actually think should Brandon Belt put together a healthy season, he's maybe a guy Farhan would identify as like, yeah. I remember last year Gabe Kapler called him an assassin at the plate. And it's the type of guy that Farhan would want to bring in. A guy who almost they didn't have to gear him into this type of mindset at the plate where he was already only going to swing at one type of pitch, right? He was already only going to drive one sort of pitch that was in his tunnel. So I'm with you there. It's funny you mentioned the Javi Baez thing. And of course, we just heard on the heels of opening day that uh, – Frankie Lindor signs the, the big 10-year contract with the Mets, and he was going to be one of those you know crown jewel-type free agents next offseason, one of those big shortstops who's now off the board. Is Javi Baez it for you? Because I was looking, you know, Carlos Correa's out there, Corey yep. Seager's going to be out there, which would be a two-fold snatch because you'd take right. him from the Dodgers. However, if this is the market, are we talking $300 million for a shortstop that's never hit 30 home runs before? 
I don't know that Javi Baez is the guy. I'm intrigued by all of them. Like, Trevor Story's splits scare me a little Hell bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Coors Field, he's way better than other places. But inside baseball, everyone I talk to is like, no, no, no. Trevor Story's amazing. So he's intriguing. Baez has that it quality. I don't think it's just his numbers. He's also, he's got a star quality to him. Corey Seager, you mentioned. Correa right now sounds like he and the Astros are not getting along. I'm intrigued in certain ways by all of them, so I wouldn't say any one of them is like, that's the guy. I'm more intrigued by how the Giants play this. They have gained a reputation, which I do not buy, that they want to do everything on the cheap. What I think the Giants do and what they're about to do with incredible financial flexibility next year, I think what they say is you cannot give the star contract to somebody who's not a star. Like, you have to make sure. It's why they they walked in and offered Bryce Harper right away. Yep, They didn't get him, but they'll go for a star, and it's one of the things like, man – the top 20 jersey sales came out yesterday. Four of the top five play in the National League West. No Giants are even in the top 20. If I'm Farhan and Larry Bear, I'm looking at that and going, that's what we need to change. This team is lacking a star quality, and I believe that they think that they will spend on that. And so going back to the original premise, like the three guys we're talking about, Buster and the Brandons, I agree with you that if I had to pick one that's most likely to stay, it would be Belt. Least likely for me is is probably Crawford, just because of, of, of the way the analytics play and where the stars sit in free agency. I expect the Giants to uh, to make some financial noise next winter for sure. Do you think shortstop then is, is the focal point then? If it's not Crawford, obviously you got to find somebody to fill that void, but I, I just... You know, Longoria's under contract for, what, another year or two one after more. next year? Yeah. One more, okay, so you, you can maybe start looking at, at somebody over at third. Does any of what happened this year affect that move next offseason? Like, let's say they come out this year and they're they're not exceeding expectations. And I'm with you. I think they're an 83-85 to 85 win team if they stay healthy, if the guys we expect to put up numbers that put up numbers last year, and if they don't completely tear down by trading Cueto and some of these one-year guys at the deadline, I think that they could be a competitive team into August or into September. Do you think that if they aren't, that changes how they go about the offseason next year? Or does it stay the same and you go, look, we've finally got to get some star power here. We can't have another losing season. I think they got to do it either way. I think it's been the plan all along. If you really look at the timing arc and this team, I think to their credit, does not listen to the voices. The Madison Bumgarner thing, they didn't trade him. Some people, if you're really like kind of a able to get away from your emotions as far as how you look at baseball. There were a lot of people who actually criticized the Giants for not trading Madison Bumgarner. I don't think there was a deal out there for him, though. But then they also did not really make a, a hardcore push to keep Madison Bumgarner. This offseason, Trevor Bauer, are you going to make a big splash? They'll just sit there and keep going, nope, we're going to nickel-dime you because we know it's the right move to make. And if you look at the arc of what they've been trying to do – Next year, opening day roster should include Elliot Ramos and Joey Bart, and they've got just a bananas amount of financial flexibility. Like, I, what are they signed up for next year? About thirty four million or something. I, yeah. I mean, that, like you're the Giants. People get mad at them right now for not spending. They don't realize they actually are still a top ten spending team in baseball because of these big contracts that are already signed that we're talking about. 
They're going to go out and spend that money and imagine it. Look at the timing that they weren't even thinking about. In theory, a year from today, we're talking about full ballparks with no masks. The fans are being welcomed back. I think everyone's going to want to go. And the Giants are going to have new, exciting rookies and a free agent star, too, to present. It actually plays pretty well. And then you've got Luciano waiting in the wings who might be like two years away, which affects what we're talking about on the left side of the infield as well. I really do think under any scenario, I expect them to make a real financial move next winter. I love it, man, because it's, it's like you're right. It's, it's been the plan. It's what we've all been waiting for. And, and by the way, looking back on the Bryce Harper deal, I think we're all kind of happy that that didn't go down that totally. way. Totally. Right? I think we're all pretty thrilled that wasn't the contract because then you've got all these guys coming off the books next year. One more for you, uh, just a big, like, kind of, not a random one, but sort of an extreme thought on on maybe a prediction for this year. I said the other day on my show, I don't think the Padres are going to the playoffs. Not with, uh, huh. with Mark Melanson and Pierce Johnson closing games for him. I said, <laughs> I've seen that story before, dude. I'm not, I'm not buying into that. So what's your big prediction? I like the idea maybe Elliot Ramos gets, uh, gets Rookie of the Year votes or something like that. What do you think? Big prediction for this year. I'll give you two because I'll give you one that's like – you know, just kind of inside the, yeah. the the Giants clubhouse, and then I'll go I'll go a little broader on that. But um, the inside one on the Giants will be like all my focus is on Austin Slater and Logan Webb. I think those two are going to have Love like it. borderline All Star level seasons. Border. I don't know if they're going to get named. They don't have the name value. But I think we're looking at borderline all-star level seasons for Austin Slater and Logan Webb. I'll give the Giants 86 wins and put them in third place. As far as a a bigger picture thing, I'm going to kind of go the opposite of what you're saying. Your big picture was that the Padres don't make the playoffs. (laughs) I'll say the Dodgers don't win the division. How about that? All right. I like that. Yeah. Okay. The Dodgers do not win the National League West this year. Perfect. That's a great prediction. Let's ride that one. I'll ride that one with you into the sunset, (laughs) dude. Whether I'm right or not, it's just fun to say. I'm going to throw my arm around you and be like, yeah, let's end this this stupid streak. (laughs) Hey, Dodgers, maybe go win a real one this year. huh? Have some fun trying to do that. Yeah. Still 1988 as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I used to love saying that, man. The Dodgers haven't won a World Series in my lifetime. And now they still haven't won a real one in my lifetime. So that works, man. Mark, great talk with you, man. We'll have you back on again sometime mid-season when Austin Slater and Logan Webb are getting ready to start the All-Star game, uh, (laughs) depending on what city they play that in. Hopefully not Atlanta. So we'll see how that goes down, dude. Thanks a lot, Mark. We'll catch you later, Anytime, bud. Yeah, appreciate it. Great stuff from Mark. It was fun chatting with him. Of course, a good friend of mine. Make sure you check him out weeknights following Giants Baseball on KNBR 104.5 and 680. And also check out the Inside Giants Moments podcast. He does a great job talking to Giants players all season long. On Monday, we're going to dive back into the football conversation with Ted Nguyen. Thank you to Mark. Thank you to Brian. Thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to us. We've got tons of fun stuff underway as baseball season is kicked off and the 49ers are staying active before the NFL draft. All things we'll talk about Monday with Ted Nguyen. But until then, enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you Monday.